I pray for our children. I pray that my daughters live a life of peace. A life without all of this hate and violence. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Resisting Gilead. Today, we are going to be talking about season five, episode six of The Handmaid's Tale, titled Together. This was also directed by Eva Vives, who directed last week's episode. And today, I'm very excited to have a new voice on the podcast. Her name is Jen George, and she is the creator of the Handmaid's Tale discussion group on Facebook, which has more than 80,000 members. Jen, thank you so much for joining me today, and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. That's great. No, I was so happy when I reached out to you that you were into uh, coming on the pod to talk about the show. And here we are. So just kind of to kick things off, what do you think of this season so far? I think this season is pretty great. I think we've seen a lot of character development, which, um, you know, we, we've always had a lot of character development, but I feel like we're seeing it across the board between, um, you know, June, Serena, Lawrence, um, Nick, we're seeing it with all the characters, which I find fascinating. Um, so I, I'm really enjoying it so far. Me too. Um, and this last episode together, how would you rate this episode or rank it in terms of the episodes we've seen so far this season? Because for me personally, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best episode of the season. And it's one of the best ones I feel like we've seen in a while. I agree. This is definitely my favorite episode so far. Um, there was just so much that was happening. Um, so definitely so far, my favorite. Super. So let's dig into some of the things that we experienced in this episode. And maybe we start with June and Luke's imprisonment, because I think last week, the way last week ended, it was quite different. I think a lot of people felt sick. Like, ah, I knew this was going to happen again. Why did they go in? Of course, they were going to get caught. But what I thought was so interesting about them being imprisoned together is that we see June, who's been processing a lot of like trauma and grief and anger this season, 
all of a sudden she's in, she's back to, I think, the June that we all know mm-hmm. and love because unfortunately she's learned how to thrive in situations of imprisonment, torture, and abuse, <laughs> sad to say, but uh, right. yeah. But yeah, what did you, what did you think about their imprisonment time together? So I think it was really interesting because uh, exactly what you were saying, we kind of see, we see June, um, you know, back to the situations that she's so used to being in. She's, um, she, exactly what you said, she thrives in those hard situations. And when she was telling Luke, um, you know, to preserve his energy because she's been in the situation before and she knows that, you know, you have to preserve what you can. And also it's really interesting to see Luke when he was asking June, how many times have you been in this situation? And she's like, a few. And he was like, that is crazy. And I think it kind of gave us some insight to exactly how Luke is really not aware of exactly what June has gone through. So I think it gave us a lot of um, insight to their dynamic. Yeah, and hopefully that kind of helped him, you know, realize, because I feel like my one criticism with Luke the last couple seasons is I'm just like, I feel like this season he's getting it, but last season I'm like, dude, you don't get it. You have no idea. You have no idea. And so now that she's like, yeah, I've been in this situation a few times. It's like basically all of her time in Gilead was this situation. It was just one giant situation. (laughs) With other little uh, worse situations sprinkled in. Oh my Mm. gosh. But yeah, so at least he's kind of getting it. Um, I think he's going to be okay though. It sounds like they were just going to dump him at the border because he was, uh, they found out he was um, legal, I guess. They didn't say he's a citizen because he's not, but they said, oh, he's legal. So yeah. Yeah. You know, they were they weren't what they were looking for. Like, so I I do think that he's going to be safe and it's going to be it's going to be interesting once him and June are kind of reunited to see him, you know, kind of go over everything that happened with her and to really kind of, you know, be like, okay, I kind of get it now. So, yeah. Well, and the good thing is, I don't think they found that uh, thumb drive on him that has Mm -hmm. all the information with uh, the plums and where Hannah is. So that's, that's a lucky, um, that's a stroke of luck for them. For Mm -hmm. sure. Let's see. I feel like maybe we should skip to the whole Warren, Esther, Lydia side of the house before and kind of wrap up with June and Serena because I think there's a lot of like meat to cover there Mm -hmm. um, Serena so let you know I think poor Esther uh we knew I think a lot of people anticipated that more than just the super feeding of the super creepy feeding of the chocolates Mm -hmm. had taken place in there and you know, we find out that she's pregnant, which means she was raped by Warren, Mm -hmm. that super creep. And, um, you know, the scene with her was quite short, you know, Lydia, I mean, she's coming around, but she's like, baffled at first that Esther's pregnant and she's like you didn't do anything to bring this on did you and I was like oh Aunt Lydia 
mm-hmm. still so clueless in this situation. Um, and, you know, it was it was pretty disappointing to I was like screaming, it's not her fault, Lydia, because she's, you know, I just remember that scene when she's conditioning the group that June and Janine were in as handmaids first. And Janine's talking about being gang raped and they're like, but this was your fault, dear. And I'm like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, she's a crazy woman. He raped me. That's terrible. Oh, I'm sorry, dear. I'm sorry. No, you're not. I'm what? I... They all do it. You know they do. You're not sorry. I think what you need now is rest, dear, because... You're very tired, and you, you need to rest, because you have, you have, get off me! Take a rest, dear. Don't fucking touch me! No, no. Get Get I don't know. What do you, what do you think of, of Lydia so far this season and kind of where she's going and the direction she's heading in? I think Aunt Lydia is having a complete breakdown right now. I I think that she, you know, there has always been speculation about whether or not she truly believed in Gilead, if she was like fully aware, like how um, complacent she was with everything that was going on. And I think this season is really kind of giving us some insight that, oh yeah, no, she really thought that these ceremonies were blessed by God and that's what made it okay and so we are kind of seeing her um, you know her hard line she truly she truly does not want her handmaids to be hurt and she apparently like just from what we've seen she really didn't think that they were being abused so I think she's kind of reeling and Esther like coming out to her and being like oh Lydia no this happens constantly Why, why, why is this a shocker to you so it's really interesting. And with the questions that she was asking Esther, I think she was almost asking those questions. One, because that's what Aunt Lydia was trained to do in these situations. Mm. And two, also because I think she was fully aware that these were the questions that they would be asking of Esther. And so I think at this point, Aunt Lydia was really feeling some some kind of way, some kind of rage that she was trying to figure out how to come to terms with. And she was trying to wrap her mind around everything. And then when she went to um, Lawrence to be like, it's going to be hell to pay, man. Like, this is this is not OK. What are we going to do about this? And Lawrence was like, Aunt Lydia, wh- why is this a shock? Everyone is like baffled. Yeah. It's, so I, yeah. I, think it's, I think we're seeing some insight into Aunt Lydia's mind and it's going to see some wild development over the next season it's it's really interesting too because june has kind of been telling her this all along Mm -hmm. you know like a child's not going to be safe in a household where the husband abuses the wife with you know after fred you know um beat serena that one time and even when they were in the torture prison last year and June's mm. like, 
these you've sent these girls off to be raped and humiliated and abused and Lydia's just like so shocked she I think she I think she mm-hmm. really thought at that time June was just trying to get at her and right. not not wasn't being truthful it was more just like an attack on Lydia to make her feel bad but mm-hmm. Lydia's learning through Janine and through poor Esther um mm-hmm. You know, I think when Janine really gave it to Lydia a couple episodes ago, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the same thing June said, it's like, okay, she's finally, finally getting it. And then the reaction, yes, the reaction of Lawrence, the reaction of all the men about this, you know, oh, they want their kink. They want this. It's like, oh, lady. And and then being so candid with her about it at this point, they're like, the the facade is coming down and they're like, this is what you have been helping with. Like these men want the handmaids in their home because they want to be able to play with them whenever they want. Mm -hmm. And Aunt Lydia was just like, okay, so we're going to make a handmaid's hotel to fix this, right? And they're like, nope, this is what you've helped create it. This is what you've helped you know, continue yeah. and this is what we want. And she's she's so mad. Yeah. No, she's um she's very mad. And it's great, you know, they tick all the handmaids to the wall to show well, I guess <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get to actually what happened here. I mean, these men and I love Lawrence and Nick is a fine dude, but Warren mm. is so gross and they have to act gross when they're with him because it's like you have to kind of play down to someone's lowest level, I think, in Gilead in order to make them feel like they're safe, um, mm-hmm. they're revered and just the whole thing, how he's going to get promoted because he raped a handmaid and happened to impregnate her doing it is so disgusting mm-hmm. i mean um you know but i think lawrence says to lydia oh well yeah we'll see what happens but i it's hard to tell what's driving lawrence more i think it's that he wants this new bethlehem plan of his to take place I think mm-hmm. that's more top of mind for him than the rape of a handmaid, though I'm sure he's not cool with that either. But mm-hmm. it's like, let's, you know, this is an opportunity to get rid of someone standing in my way, which is kind of the first time we've seen Lawrence maybe do something this ruthless in Gilead. You know, actually, now that you say that, that's true. We haven't seen Lawrence really get his hands dirty. We've seen him, we're aware that he's one of the creators of Gilead, one of the main minds of it, but we haven't actively seen him take part in anyone's death, really, have we? No. So that's, our, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh. It is kind of interesting. And he's got Nick, but, you know, they're kind of the dynamic duo here. And I'm loving them together. <laughs> it's just, yes. It's like a father-son revenge team going on right now, and I am here for it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, Warren, uh, I mean, Lawrence gets to call Nick things like a puppy and <laughs> things <laughs> like that, which is his one liners are so great. His um, little murder puppy. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have to. <laughs> like uh, Arya Stark from Game of Thrones, she becomes this little murder child of like uh, the Hound and uh, Brienne, like they, they trained her mm-hmm. well and but um, Aria would be proud. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely. But it's just, it's so, I, I don't know. 
And then Naomi, they're all out at like brunch. It looks lovely. Um, yes, there are restaurants in Gilead. Some people really had an issue with like, what's what's going on? It's like, don't you remember DC? And I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I, like just seeing that every day out of the house, out of the grocery yeah. store, off the streets kind of scenario that we, I, I think we've gotten a glimpse, like you said, in Washington, but we've never really seen our, our main characters in those yeah. in the situation. So I think that's what like threw people off, but yeah. Well, and you know, it makes me wonder too, their resources seem to be so limited. Like they get, you know, uh, like basically tickets or little coupons for certain food, like it's ration, yeah. which makes me think for maybe for a long time, they didn't have restaurants because there just wasn't the food supply to, mm -hmm. um, you know, to account for it. And, you know, I'm sure it's only a high commander thing. It's not like your average Econo family can right. go out to go out to breakfast. Um, but there they are. And everyone's given Warren this, the stink eye and the side eye. And Naomi is like, what's going on? What did you do now? <laughs> it reminded me of the scene. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Mean Girls where like everyone is whispering like about what Caddy Herring did or was saying and everyone was just like turning their heads and like knew what was going on. And the main character is like, what did I do? Well, Warren, what did you do? Oh, and I feel bad for her that she actually doesn't know. He goes, don't worry, you're going to be happy about it. You're going to be so thrilled. Yeah, because yeah. last time she cut your hand off, dude, when she found out you were <laughs> fooling around with the handmaid. Yeah, she's going to be happy. Um, but she doesn't really even, I think, get a chance to find out mm -mm. until they read. I mean, and even when they read off his crimes, it's kind of we know what they are because we know what mm -hmm. happened but as like his wife hearing this for the first time is probably like so confused like what do you what do you mean you know it was mm -hmm. it was really strange the high criminal court of gilead in a special overnight session found you commander putnam guilty of apostasy the sins of the flesh that's insanity for what the rape of unassigned property. She's my handmaid. She belongs to me. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere. Keep watch on the wicked and the good. But I have a baby on the way. Apostasy, sins of the flesh, rape of unassigned property that one just i was kind of like oh how disgusting can we get here right okay. how um, like it's a like what happens if it's assigned property not is it you know um, well, maybe he just lose another finger or something yeah exactly which is so know. sick yeah very sick but you know they read him the the riot act there and he's like you know she, she's my she's mine blah 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 and man nick just puts a bullet in his brain um with no not a second thought and I feel like kind of the bummer part about this and maybe he gets spared from this because he's a commander but I thought normally they would put these guys to the handmaids for a good old-fashioned salvaging mm -hmm. um 
you know, like we saw in the very beginning, a couple of the beginning episodes where they beat the one guardian to death. They were going to stone mm-hmm. Janine. They did a lot of hangings, which is seems a little less hands-on, but mm-hmm. I mean, they robbed the handmaids of an opportunity, particularly well, Janine here. This was actually brought up um, in my group quite a bit. So um, some of the theories that were flying around was because of everything that happened with June, the handmaids and Fred, they didn't want to give the handmaids any more ideas that they condone the handmaids taking out commanders. Yeah. So that was that was kind of what people were thinking why the handmaids didn't get their their opportunity to uh, take out Warren. I think that's partially true. And I also think because he's Warren, the less time he had to try and worm his way out of it, Mm -hmm. um, the better. And it was better just to be swift about it because they'd probably have to, you know, schedule stuff to happen. That's Um, it. Got to keep New Bethlehem on track. (laughs) Yep. Yes. Got to keep New Bethlehem on track. Priorities, right? Um, And... uh, I mean, Nick is so hard to read sometimes. I feel like he's always very hard to read. He's kind of emotionless. He's got a really good uh, poker face, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so it it was hard to kind of get what he thought after he just, you know, shot Warren down at at brunch. You know, we see a flash of him and his new wife, Rose, Mm -hmm. who is still a mystery. And I'm now less excited about her after this scene but um so she's she's pregnant and she's worried about what type of person nick is turning into by doing the execution of of warren and and that kind of confused me a little he's like well it's gonna make it safer for our baby and gilead without people like him here and she's like are you sure that's who you did it for but you know june doesn't gain from warren being dead unless there's some kind of role for her in you know new gilly or new gilead new bethlehem um but you know more this is like justice for those two handmaids um mm-hmm. you know janine and esther but i don't know what do you think of rose so far because i was excited about her at first because i'm like oh she's in the resistance too and that's why she let her martha sleep in because the martha's in the resistance but now i'm not so sure I feel like I haven't really formed an opinion about Rose because, like you said, she's so much of a mystery. I liked her the first few times we we saw her when she showed concern for June and she seemed to sympathize with June and Nick's situation. And and like you said, when she let her Martha sleep in, she seemed just kind of this chill chick who... You know, who happened to be married to Nick. I wasn't even sure. It To me, it seemed like they more had a friendship level, like a friend's situation going on. But, yeah, this this new scene... Well, I feel like this new scene is kind of cryptic. So I feel like we're there's going to be more that we see of Rose later on this season that might make this all make a little more sense. But just based on what we've seen so far, like I was trying to give her, you know, the benefit of the doubt that maybe she was more concerned of Nick, that maybe she was concerned that he's turning into a real soldier of Gilead. And she was, like, worried about, like, what what he was turning into. Like, maybe she saw him as someone who was, you know, forced into this situation kind of like herself. And now he's really kind of conforming into what Gilead 
had wanted him to be this whole time. Yeah, I think that's I think that's true. But then it makes me wonder if she knows his role in the creation of Gilead, which I, I you know, we know he played a key part in the Crusades. And I have mm-hmm. a feeling he was there like bombing the Capitol or the white, you know, in Congress. I feel like he led one of those things and Maybe. we're gonna we're gonna find out about that and i think this is what's kind of a mystery about nick too it's like we know he played a really key role in the beginning of gilead to bring you know bring the u.s down and at the same time he's like trying to backpedal on that but he's still gonna have to do some horrible things to i think turn mm-hmm. things around you know you can't i don't know it's very uh very messy yeah. work uh, yeah, I, I think, well, I do actually think they've left, I think there was an intentional choice of leaving Nick and his role kind of a mystery because, you know, it does make us question his um, his motivation and it does make us question a lot of, you know, what he's done because ultimately what we've seen him do on screen is for the most part, good things. But by leaving it a bit of a mystery, which I think is realistic in a lot of situations, it, mm-hmm. you know, it really makes us kind of think about, can we trust these people? Who can we trust? So I think it kind of yeah. gives an extra layer of things to think about. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah. It's um, it is very interesting, and I really do hope that next week we find out more about Warren's, not Warren, Lawrence's big plan for New mm-hmm. Bethlehem, uh, and what that entails. Like he wants to let back in some of the, the criminals, which means it'd be okay for June to come back in and not be, apprehended. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a right. Sometimes I feel like he needs June a lot more. Like, I think she's got good ideas and he's realizing mm-hmm. that. And I think he he wants more of a direct line to her in a weird mm-hmm. way. I also think they kind of bonded over. Um, oh, wow. I'm forgetting his Eleanor. wife's name. Eleanor. Yeah. I do think he kind of bond- they bonded. And I think he saw that June really cared about Eleanor. And I don't know how many people and Gilead are left that he can really have that kind of connection with to the love of his life. So I think that's a bit of it too. Yeah. But yeah. And, um, you know, not that, uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if he decides to take a new wife. Clearly he turned down Serena, Yeah, but <laughs> that was just great. I know. And they wonderful. They would have made uh, an incredible power couple had they been more aligned on things because they are both kind of top of their game people. They both Mm -hmm. played a big role in founding this place with a lot of the ideas. But I think he just finds her despicable um, and has basically kind of you know, said as much without saying as much. However, there is a new single lady on the block known as Naomi Putnam. Mrs. Putnam. What do we think is going to happen to her? Because now she's in the same situation Serena is, basically. She is Mm -hmm. widowed without a husband and with a child, Janine's child. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like we all have a vested interest in making sure... Angela baby Angela is okay um but she could get separated from 
the only mother, I use air quotes, um, although she seems to really like the kid now that she's yeah. Had. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, I think she's going to get forced to get married. I don't think she's going to have a say in it. I think she's going to be forced to get married or be sent to the colonies. Like, because she can't have she can't have a child herself. Right. So not in Serena's situation, because she could could have a child, they were totally setting her up to be a handmaid. Like that's right. It might have been yeah. it looked like they were trying to make Serena a handmaid because ultimately she was like, I do not think I want to get married. This isn't really Gilead, is it? And the wheelers were like, mm, Well, we want it to be, so let's go. Yeah. And um <laughs> <laughs> let's why don't we shift to the wheelers which is like the creepiest um <laughs> one of the creepier airbnbs in the in the world of gilead and non-gilead that i think we've ever seen um comes complete with a full birthing suite i mean that, that was horrifying oh so gross the doctor said oh. oh we could just go upstairs and it's like literally i uh, <laughs> it's was nightmare fuel like no oh. and the fact that like when had they done that right before she got there did they always have that there in case they impregnated some girl i mean that it was just super mm -hmm. creepy i feel like they might have always had i think they might have had that there before serena got there in the hopes that they were going to kind of lure her there or in the hopes that they were going to be able to make it new Gilead and find someone to be a handmaid. Mm -hmm. So I think they had plans and Serena was the opportunity they were waiting for. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, and I don't know, some people had a lot more problems with, um, her gynecologist asking her out than I think I did, which yes, it's weird, especially right after an exam. However, it sounds like it's like he went into that exam having had this whole conversation with the wheelers about maybe asking her to dinner and and he said he admired mm -hmm. her but it, it the whole it i mean you know i don't think it was as creepy as it could be for gilead but it's still creepy in real life. well i think there's like there's a lot of parallels between what serena is going through now and what june had originally gone through so this this situation to me seemed to be a parallel to when the doctor offered June to impregnate her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. This kind of very strange. Um, I don't but know. seriously, Agency. it's like a, it, it, it did creep me out like a lot. But I, I do think he uh, he got the wheel. I think there was a plan with the wheelers and him because they didn't want Serena to be a single mother. Yeah. And so I think there was a bit of a plan there, but I do think it, a lot of it had to do with like showing the parallels between what Serena's going through now and what June had gone through. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that whole, even like last episode from the shots in the rooms, like Serena's room is set up very much in the same way June's was the mm -hmm. one garment in the closet. The, it's just um, incredible uh, deja vu, but I think the mm -hmm. kicker was you know, Serena's like, I'm not going to date my gynecologist. You know, she and we, Mrs. Wheeler get into that tiff. Like mm -hmm. your, your baby needs a mother and a father, you know, you can't be a single mother. In, you can't be a single mother, period. Not, 
even mm-hmm. in Gilead, but just, you know, she's very, uh, she's very adamant about that viewpoint. I mean, he's nice and everything, but I'm not going to date my gynecologist. I may not even choose to get married in the near future at all. It's not actually Gilead, is it? You can't be a single mother. I'm not. I'm a widow. Your baby needs a mother and a father. And that's more important than your feelings. I think I need a break from the flowers. Where are you going? I'm going for a walk. Well, no, it's too cold. And Dr. Lander said you need to rest. Perhaps we need to organize a conversation between you and Commander Lawrence. Absolutely not. You need to rest. Your baby needs to rest. That's final. Alanis, go to your room. And then Serena's like, I'm going for a walk. No, you're not. No, you're not. Go to your room. I was Go like, to oh. your room. <laughs> like, how many times did we hear Serena say that to June? And just the, um, I think that was like, you know, that happened earlier in the episode. And that was one of the first times I actually cheered out loud this episode. Because I was like, oh, damn. You know, <laughs> it's like. I heard that. I was like, yes, uh, that and um, Aunt Lydia telling the girls, let's go get some more milk. after <laughs> Those two lines, I was just like, yeah. Yeah, they were both um, pretty good. But I think now Serena's finally getting at least a taste of what it's like for you know what it was like for june to be a handmaid and you know this whole altercation and then of course she gets called down into non-commander wheeler's office and you know much like june did and you kind of go in apprehensively and she's once she figures out she's not there to be punished for sassing his wife then she kind of goes into how can I play this to my advantage mode um, after she Mm -hmm. finds out that they have captured June. And, you know, I feel like, and I felt this at the dinner scene too, where they had the dinner party with the Mackenzies at Lawrence's and they were talking about June being a devil of a woman. And I actually felt like Serena had a look on her face, more of a look of concern. And I feel like she, she wasn't entirely happy to hear that June had been captured. Like mm-hmm. I, I kind of felt like, I mean, these two ladies have a very complicated relationship, but I was like, Oh, I don't know if she's actually happy about this. Um, in spite of her hatred towards June. What did you think of that? I think Serena views them as frenemies. Like, I think Serena is just like, this is my BFF and also my worst enemy. Like, she's, I don't know. It depends on the day, depends on the situation. Today, I think she views June as a friend. So I do think she she has that concern about what's going to happen. I think because she's starting to experience, or at least starting to get a taste of some of the fears in... The, um, the things that June had gone through, she's starting to sympathize more. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. you're right. She's just, I don't know. She's 
she needs i don't know yeah even she needs she, a psych- she needs the therapist yeah she's you know it makes me think of like when all those times june like went into fred to kind of like play him mm-hmm. and, and getting good and here you know she even told serena exactly. what choice did i have and here's serena what choice do you have but you know you need to get out of this house find a way out and you need to suck up to this guy mm-hmm. and you're like, oh i i want to go i want to go watch and i was just like i was, I was like where's the scrabble board like when, <laughs> when are they playing scrabble that yeah that would have been pretty hilarious so but from the minute kind of serena's like i want to go i'm like oh she's she's working to get out of this house hard this is what this is going to be she's gonna she she not only wants to get out to see this but I can, mm. I saw it like she's going to use this as a way to escape somehow, escape the wheelers. And mm-hmm. she did after a very incredible scene. Poor, poor June. You know, they oh pull my up. This is your stop, lady, in the middle of no man's land. June was so over it she saw serena and she was like are you fucking kidding me right now i yeah. thought we were done with this <laughs> and to think like okay this is gonna how this is gonna be how it ends she's going to see me go down and you know this um like you know this is, these are like the broke back mountain of women they can't quit each other they're they're forever bound by um, trauma and abuse and when they're a team they're great together and when they hate each other it just it hurts it hurt like that right. that scene at the the lincoln memorial um that hurt you know i was just like oh i hate it when these guys mm-hmm. fight because they could rule the world together which i don't know that they'll become friends however it's a very interesting step in the in in the whatever happens mm-hmm. next between them because um just the back Sarita turns around and shoots Ezra which even though I thought it was going to happen I was still surprised it happened and Serena looked surprised it happened she was like I can't believe I just did that yeah and and even June's like Serena what the fuck are you doing like you know just like I never knew Serena actually had it in her to you know and June doesn't realize Serena's been kept in a handmade situation for kind of like the past three weeks or this this the echoes mm-hmm. of a handmade situation you know without the the rape and and you know physical abuse but um and the fact that serena is actively contracting like in yes. that moment she shot someone as she's contracting and june is like oh my god this chick is having an an actual breakdown right now yeah and um i i feel like she was already feeling contractions when she got in the car leaving the wheelers because mm-hmm. you know she's like oh yes this the, the soonest sign of anything will come right back and she's like i'm gonna mm-hmm. have this baby and i'm not gonna have it here <laughs> she's like i know you will and so i'm gonna deep breathe like my life depends on it <laughs> oh yeah so i mean crazy episode what do you think is gonna happen next week do you have any thoughts any any theories or predictions about what might happen for the rest of the season so I think next episode is going to be June and Serena focus, which I'm super excited about. Yes. I think it's 
almost going to be, you know, every season has a bit of a, a rehash episode to kind of catch you up in everything that's gone on. So I think we're going to, I think it's going to be a bit of a rehash episode where they kind of go over everything. Ther- <laughs> it's like, like a ther- big therapy every- session while much, in labor in a barn. <laughs> or, exactly. I think it's going to be basically like that. Um, I have no idea how it's going to, if they're going to end up shaking hands and being like, okay, let's not try to murder each other anymore or if they're going to be like okay white flags down to the death we go like i I don't know how this is going to play out but i do think it's mostly going to be focused on them i do think we're going to see luke you know come back in at some point and i hope we see janine uh we didn't see her last episode so i hope we i hope we get to see her a bit yeah all we really got to see was her you know, looking at uh, Warren on the wall saying, I wish I could have seen it. You know, it was just oh, like the yeah. only little bit. But yes, I mean, I feel like Janine is going to have a bigger role to play, particularly now that Aunt Lydia seems to be wise to uh, the commander's abuse of the handmaids and, you know, what kind of role she might have moving forward because she still hasn't been posted yet. Um and I, think I don't maybe, yeah I don't think I, she's going to be I think there's another opportunity for her and I'm excited to mm-hmm. kind of see how they carve that out um because have you read the testaments I have okay. yeah per, the pearl girls I think that yes Janine's gonna have a role in that definitely I, I yeah I've kind of thought that almost since the end of last season just to see how they start laddering up to to things but yes and I think, her and Esther, I think. I don't think. I think Lydia is too attached to them both at this point, and she feels a personal responsibility. And I don't think she's. I don't think she's going to have the personal capability to post either of them again. So I think both of them are going to be a part of the Pearl Girls. Yeah, I hope so. I hope Esther is her that her life is spared. I can't believe they found out she was pregnant only because they were going to harvest her uterus. I mean, oh my god! So I genuinely thought. I thought when they said harvesting her uterus, they thought, I, I thought they meant like maybe harvesting her eggs. Cause I know that's something you can do for like be- be- vitro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Vitro. Um, yes. But um, someone in my group pointed out that no, no, you can actually transplant uteruses. So I'm almost wondering if that's like what they were actually on doing, which is yeah. crazy. It is. It's very crazy. Um, and, who would they transplant that uterus in, into a into a wife into another that's, family? I mean, that's the that's question. what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's maybe a wife who hasn't had any luck and who doesn't yeah. want to use a handmaid. Yeah, that that but, could ooh. be. Ooh. Um, yeah, it's very uh, very disgusting. So hopefully, some good things are in store for those girls that otherwise might not have been had Aunt Lydia not become wise to what's going on mm-hmm. um i did and, and you know i also think they're setting up next episode to be very again like strong theme of of deja vu let's rehash it when june gave birth on her own mm-hmm. um and for serena <laughs> serena doesn't know what she's doing like she knows what's gonna happen but it's not like she's given birth before june was kind of like a badass like okay i've done this before i guess i could do it again on my own i basically mm-hmm. know what's gonna happen so i'm kind of interested to see how much june will work to assist serena i think she wouldn't leave her alone to have that baby but 
who knows? Because these two are so crazy <laughs> together and apart and about each other. It's hard to tell. I mean, if June really wanted to, like, she could help get Serena out of the car and then say, screw you and take the car and leave. I don't yeah. think she's going to do yeah. that. I do think she's going to assist in some capacity. Maybe maybe let Serena suffer a tiny bit, but I don't think she's going to let her, you know, yeah. anything bad happen to her or her baby. Yeah. No, I think, you know, June's June's got issues with her, but I think at the end <laughs> of the day, she's... um not going to you know just leave her high and dry she's um, a good person i don't know if you've ever played D, but i think june is like a chaotic good or chaotic neutral at the very least oh, like okay i have not but that, that's a good way to describe her for sure chaotic good chaotic neutral i like it um <laughs> i like it so anything else about this episode or the season that you want to talk about before we wrap things up I think we've touched base on everything so far. Just, uh, again, I truly love the character development that everyone has gone through. Like, Luke is le learning so much of exactly what June has gone through. Serena is learning exactly what oh. June has gone through. Um, Lydia is learning what the handmaids have gone through. So I feel like this is like a season where everyone is learning. And I think it's going to build up to hopefully, I think in the sixth season is when... If we get to see Gilead go down, that's when we're going to see it. So I think that's what this season is really going to be about, is personal growth to get us to the next season. Yeah. I think definitely, even if we don't see Gilead go down next season, I think we're mm -hmm. going to see the infrastructure put in place that's yes. eventually going to bring it down. And even yes. that's going to be exciting because mm -hmm. I guess who has optioned the Testaments Mm -hmm. So we're going to get to see that. And that's kind of the conclusion of the story. Mm -hmm. But um, I think they're doing a great job in kind of starting to sprinkle some of the direction toward that in already, which is exciting, like with Hannah as a plum and Aunt oh, Lydia yeah. waking up. And I know that's, um, <sighs> yeah, it's, that's pretty creepy. And God, why are all these commanders and commander wannabes so creepy? Mackenzie, Wheeler, ugh, they're all think just. To, think to be in that position, you have to have some level of creep or some level I guess so. of bringing yeah. down the establishment. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Um, well, Jen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast this week. It's great to have another voice, especially one that's like so invested in the show to um, have the Facebook group. And you guys do a really excellent job. It is not an easy job. And I, I know even at first when I'm joined because it came at a certain time of certain news events in the world, I'm like, how come we can't talk about this? But oh. just seeing some of the seeing some of the things that come up, like crazy June hate and, you know, all sorts of things. I'm like, why is this an issue? You know, of like, why are people so fixated on hating June or this or that? The other things you guys like do a great job of trying to like rein it back in, keep everyone on a happier path and it's, right. it's some rough work like sometimes you guys are like oh my god these poor admins and and moderators 
Oh, crazy. <laughs> I like it. It's fun. Um, you know, sometimes we always let, except for politics, for the most part, we let most conversations in. Um, if, if there's a certain topic that starts to take over the group, like hating June's mad face, which trust me, I, I get. Believe me, right. I get. But we want to make sure other conversations are being seen as well. So, yeah. but um, yeah. I, don't know, I, I love it. I love yeah. the conversations that people do bring up, and it's so it's fun that you know we have people from all over the world so we have so many different backgrounds and people with different experiences to kind of give their viewpoints I love it yeah no it is it is really great and and sometimes people are like why is this happening and and some people are like you're not in the U.S. are you You Mm -hmm. it's just like like we skirt we dance around some of the the political happenings to Mm -hmm. just kind of try to educate but um yeah, it's funny. At least at least people have stopped theorizing that um, Mark Tuello is the Serena's baby daddy. Um, oh, they still is... do. We just declined those posts. Right? <laughs> oh, I, I don't even I used to give feedback like for everything. I used to message people and give like, you know, yeah. I would explain. But now I'm just like, no, Tuello is not the baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, thanks for being on. And listeners, don't let the bastards grind you down. Mm -hmm. exciting stuff in store for this season i think thank you for listening and we'll be back next week thank you for having me thanks so much for being on